Dueling Genre Productions presents... Oh my god, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my god, I'm flying, I can fly, I can teleport, and I can fly! Super senses! What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Mindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Dueling Genre Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 3, one collateral damage minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And joining us once again, Jerry and Tom from Indiana Jones Minute. Welcome back. Hello. Minute 43. Yes, (laughs) Minute 43 indeed, uh, which starts with... Marty not thinking fourth dimensionally again, that scamp and uh, (laughs) ending with Doc and Marty chasing a runaway carriage on horseback. Things escalate quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah. So as it turns out, the, uh, the, the joke about the Indians um, on the, drive-in wall being like i'm gonna run into those indians that was just a setup so that the audience could understand this moment which is about the bridge yes because there's no way to show them that the bridge is going to be there without going to the future so they needed something else to visually show what doc was talking about um in 1955 uh, so that when he says it again here, you're like, oh, right, like the Indians, except wait, but the Indians were there when he showed up. And this is the thing. This is the reason why I was really confused when I was a kid uh, watching this movie, because I was just like, you thought Indians... you thought this was like the page master. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I was so confused. Um, 
but uh but yeah i i i had trouble with fourth uh, fourth dimensional thinking just like marty does um, sure we all do but uh yeah <laughs> yeah I, I love the joke that two different docs have told marty to think fourth dimensionally in this movie right? <laughs> <laughs> you think he would have gotten the message by now yeah from two different right. quantum docs well he's only 13 <laughs> That's yeah, true. he's he's a little he's like a little love eleven year old guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is a it's lot like of short hair. round. There's seven. Yeah, hold <laughs> on here, potatoes. Oh. <laughs> no time for love, dog. <laughs> oh man, that uh, uh, that sign for the Shonash Bridge saying that they're gonna complete that seems like a very very contemporary sign. That's like something you'd see in like you know yeah, Fairfield, looks, Connecticut, yeah. or something. It's like beautifully made pristine like you know you'd expect like if there was a sign at all it would just be like a somebody whitewashed a you know slab of wood and just nailed it there and you know right oh i don't know the clothes are beautifully made i think they had professional sign makers back then and apparently they do i guess that's that's true they they (laughs) might have that that might be hand painted but back then that sort of thing was like meticulously done (laughs) yeah I suppose that's true. Where, whereas today, that art is kind of gone because we can just print it out and slap it on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good that point. Was, uh, yeah, it was like it was like done by a a, a fontsman. Well, and the guy <laughs> yeah. maybe I don't know took that's it what seriously. That's what you would call it, but a fontsman. He was like, <laughs> "This is going to be named the what is it? The show? What is it again? The show mash? The show, show mash? Show Nash. Show This is going to be the Show Nash Ravine for." Ever, <laughs> I'm just yeah, a fan of the, to make it a, look good, you know. I'm just a fan of the term fontsman, really. Yeah, fontsman. Uh, me too. <laughs> I'm a fontsman by trade. <laughs> Great Scott. Um, yeah. I discovered that's a minced oath. That's minced what that's oath. called, a minced oath, which oh, is like uh, saying "gosh" instead of "god" or "dang" instead of "damn it." <laughs> Oh. Or shoot instead of shit. Boy, <laughs> well, what does what does great Scott even mean though? Like, what is like? What's... Well, I'll tell you, Tommy. I'm I'll I'm glad you uh you glad you asked. <laughs> um, it's it's usually um associated with two specific Scots, either the Scottish author Sir Walter Scott, or the U.S. General Winfield Scott. Uh huh. We talked uh, so, about all of this. Winfield Scott was a was a large man. So when you say Great Scott, <laughs> oh. oh, is that okay? That's funny. Yeah. Apparently, it was supposed to be a, I guess, a euphemism for saying Great God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm do, do you a, think? Does Doc say it? Oh, oh no, go ahead. Oh no, I'm reading you, a book right now where the uh, the explanation is God's body. <laughs> like, oh wow, body of wow. God. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is good. remarkably blasphemous. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, what I really like about Doc saying Great Scott is that um, it's completely consistent with his teetotaling ways. You know, yeah. he's he's not a blasphemer, um, doesn't drink alcohol. No. Right. He yeah. does say damn a lot, though. That's yeah. true. Only yeah. when he's really, really peeved, though. Right, that's true. Yeah. yeah, he does say he says damn. So there so the 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 moment that made me 
made my eyes go wide in this in this uh, scene is when he's talking about he's like, look, when the, the bridge is going to be there and it's going to push us at 88 miles per hour. And by the time we get to the bridge, we will be in 1985 and the DeLorean will coast across the bridge. Everything will be fine. It's going to be great for four, four dimensions. And then. Marty says, well, what about the locomotive? And he goes, it'll be a spectacular wreck, and, but that no one will see. And I'm like, uh, is that not going to affect time? Right. Like, that's yeah. the train. Like, no one's going to get their the clock train. towers anymore across the country. Right. <laughs> like, that's going to affect so many things, Doc. Yeah. You can't just break a train. That is terrible. <laughs> Especially poor... not that train. I mean, yeah. that's no. a famous train. Right. That is well, pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. And if you look down the um the Shonash Ravine, you'll see the charred remains of a locomotive that mysteriously just careened off of the hill back <laughs> in eighteen eighty five. Yeah. Oh my god. They was, seriously if they if that like it was I carrying feel like... a case of penicillin and uh yeah. a whole whole a whole uh, hospital full of sick children died. Yeah. Well, That's it, why well, the Transcontinental Railroad he's... was abandoned. After that, he's it's fascinating that he's lamenting the fact that no one will be able to witness the carnage. Yeah, that's like something the Joker says. <laughs> right. Well, but, right. but here's the thing. But but it's a it's a uh, you're right. But it's also foreshadowing the fact that he will be there to see it crash. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Because hmm. st- He stays behind and then he yeah. uses the wreck to build the time machine. So. I mean, Doc just, I mean, he really, for a guy who talks a lot about the rules of time and space, he really, he, he, he plays fast and loose with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, his own words, know, he, he figured, what the hell? Yeah. You gotta, right. yeah. you gotta look out for a number one. I mean, like if this right. is, this is the best idea they have. And if the only thing that happens is there's like not a train for like six months to a year, then so be it. Mm. Yeah. Well, like I said, they're rather capricious when it comes to that whole paying attention to timelines and whether or not you're going to alter your future or someone else's future. Over here, you know, in one minute, it's a really big deal. And another minute, they're remarkably liberal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like he's uh, I, f- I really feel like Doc is the is like the Indiana Jones of time travel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just he's screwing things up everywhere <laughs> yeah. he goes. Yeah. He's making like, this up he, as he goes. Yeah, right. like he wants every he, he he wants everything to be in a museum. But if he has to like break something over a Nazi's head in order to like break out of uh, <laughs> wherever he's trapped in, then yeah, you mean you, you do what you got to do. Yeah. But right. the thing that I like about Doc, and this is mm-hmm. where the character's good, he's not affiliated with the university. No. Like <laughs> right. he's, yeah. So he he doesn't really have to answer to any to anybody, and he's certainly not teaching a class that we know of. You know, like I'll right. be in my office on Wednesday, that type of thing. He's just sort of a mad scientist who lives in the gamble house. At one point, he he was a professor in the yes. 1940s. Uh, he was a college professor, and then he. Um, in a California college, actually, I mean, you know, there's an argument to be made that he was at the same college that uh, that Jones was. Marshall. Oh wow. Yeah, he could have been. I, I'm I'm happy it's, to argue. You know, I'm you get no argument for me on that. It's not yeah. possible. You know, Northern there are California sides of the country, so it doesn't seem <laughs> likely that. I mean, Connecticut is kind of far. I don't know. 
<laughs> See, I can believe that he was a college professor, but I don't feel like he is now. I mean, no, I don't no, feel no, like maybe not. he lost his tenure because, you know, the lab blew up or something. Right. Yeah. Well, his his uh his his dean of the dean of students or whatever, he got him involved in the Manhattan Project and uh, <laughs> after true? the Manhattan Project. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, after that's true. after after being a part of the Manhattan Project, uh, he sort of like bailed from academics. He was oh, like, wow. this is lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe that that's that's where I mean, Indiana Jones is still considered to be they paint him as a, a professional archaeologist who's not horrible. And he's renowned for you know, like for grave robbing. Yeah. But he happens right. to teach a class, too. Yeah. On right. grave robbing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's wearing glasses, so it's respectable. Uh, so then we get the scream. Uh, our 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 first our first line from our our brand new <laughs> only our third third uh, female character played by a different actress. <laughs> um, in her first line is a scream and help me, which yeah. is you know. <laughs> What can you do? I well, there there weren't a lot of opportunities for meat cutes in the 1880s. I imagine that's very true. (laughs) This is like the 1880s equivalent of like, oh, oh, wow! You're also reading um, the brief wondrous life of Oscar. Wow, I heard that on NPR. Oh, you listen to NPR too? Wow, we should get coffee. (laughs) Like, this is like the 1880s version of that. Like, oh, my cart is out of control. I hope I don't die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you didn't want me to go over that ravine. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Doc like super whips into action. Like, yeah, he is ready to go. Yeah, it's pretty badass. It really is. And Marty, Marty's just like, oh, whoa, whoa I guess we're doing this. Okay, <laughs> yeah, like, okay. <laughs> like, and like, there's no, he can't. Well, the the cool thing about this, and what I love, and and we'll go into this on in Thursday and and Friday, is if he had known that that was Clara. He might not even have, he might have hesitated, but the mm-hmm. fact that he just heard someone calling for help and he saw this woman that was like, oh, her cart's out of control and just hauls ass after yeah. her. Right. Is- I mean, it doesn't even, it doesn't really even matter whether it's clear or not. It's the fact that he doesn't, it doesn't even cross his mind that, oh, this person is supposed to die. Right, oh, wait, right. I, I didn't even think wow. of that because Marty yeah. might be like, Doc, aren't you going to do something? I was like, I'm not. That's guts in God's hands now, Marty. I'm not going to ruin that person. That, that person goes, he, he goes. And I'm not stick my neck out. I'm like Rick and Casablanca, Marty. I stick my neck out for nobody. I'll chuck a train off a ravine, but I'm not going to disrupt the timeline by saving a human life. Forget it. Gonna save it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm I'm loving the I I'm in love with the wide shot of Doc and Marty like racing after him, but then the oh, camera yeah. slowly zooming in on Doc. Yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of it adds it adds water to our theory that part three really is like Doc's story. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He really does. He plays a much much bigger uh, part in the in the movie than uh, which I noticed last night. It's 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 way more about Doc. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Part three d- is Doc story for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I'll start with you, Jerry. Uh, what is your what is your background with these movies? Do you remember seeing them the first time, or 
uh, anything like that? Do you have and and also uh, what is your ranking of the three? Um, you know, I first saw Back to the Future in the theater in it's nineteen eighty five, and it was nineteen eighty five when it came out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was, I mean, I saw it, like, with my parents in the theater, like, sold out in the summer of, and Ugh. I absolutely loved it, and, uh, you know, I remember the, the music comes on at the end, and I, I don't know, I had that sort of elated feeling you get, I don't know, when it's summer, and it's the 80s, and you're young, and you're watching Back to the Future, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I can't believe how great that was. Um, Back to the Future 2, I never saw. And oh really? Like, like to this to yeah, this day, you've never to seen it. To this day, I've never seen Back to the Future oh Two. Oh my god! Wow! Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and Back to the Future Three, Tom, I swear, did you and I see this together? You and I saw like it, one together in Ohio. Yeah, but then, but then three. You're not we my mother. <laughs> no, I'm not. But we get along. You know, it's cool. No, no but, I must uh, have seen it because I remember specifically seeing it with my parents. But I must have seen. I could. I probably saw it like four times. Yeah, we would hang out and like, let's play report. Yeah. Let's go see Back to the Future or Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Let's just go. We've already but seen them. Back to the Future Three, I saw in the theater as well, and I think I may mm -hmm. have seen it with you, Tom. Like maybe That's in possible. one of those even two dollar movie things. Yeah. Where you know you'd go and it, you'd see the movie and they'd come out like nine months later or whatever, and and it would be two bucks. And yeah, I, I remember. I remember enjoying it and and watching it you know last night for the first time in like 25 years you know i don't know i really it's one of those movies that i maybe i shouldn't like it as much as i did it's a little goofy <laughs> but it kind of has that great 80s sort of you let a lot slide and it's just mm -hmm. because i i love doc and i love marty and they're like i said their characters are the same and they're just great together, and it was actually a lot of fun to watch. Even even so, though it's a little goofy with like the bad guy, and he's kind of over overwrought and silly and mm -hmm. a little too much. But I don't know. It was fun. So so do does part one and part three play well together without part two for you? I. You know, if you're going, <laughs> if is you're going, a, is there I, have a to, I need you to think fourth dimensionally. Watch, is there a reason you just won't watch part two? <laughs> I think the reason, I mean, it wasn't, uh, I wasn't pro, it wasn't a protest <laughs> of yeah. not watching part two. I think that, you know, if you're a gambling man, usually in movie series like two and three and four and six and eight, they're almost always worse. And um, I think maybe I didn't see two. I don't know. I guess I didn't see. I didn't feel compelled to see it when it came out. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Did they go back into spit? Wait, are they in space in that one? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, maybe I saw Wait, two. So, so as a kid, so back in '89, what, what? I mean, I'm, I'm not asking you to remember like where your head was at that day. But like, so so something about part three was it the western thing? Like, what 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 brought you back when three came? Yeah, I'll tell you. It was I think it was a two dollar movie. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was bored out of my mind, and I was like a two dollar movie. Yeah, I don't care. I was by then I was a little less. Uh, 
I, I don't know. I just, I loved Back to the Future, but I didn't feel like I needed to see Back to the Future 3. And maybe that was my shortcoming. I don't know. Oh, I, I, cause I did like, I, I like it. Yeah. Maybe I just yeah. feel like I, you know, usually that kind of stuff goes downhill. Like Jaws is amazing. Jaws 2 isn't amazing. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, Jaws 3 is like, what are we doing? And Jaws 4 is like, I, I now I want my $2 back. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, wow. fair enough. That's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. You're the first person who on, on the show who hasn't seen all three of them. So this is fascinating. <laughs> this is <pretty laughs> like I'm a weird creature. Yeah. Look at him. It's, and it, it is kind of weird. I mean, the, the reason I could watch it and it made sense is because, I mean, <laughs> what's funny about it is you're kind of, I mean, it's like the, the marshal is the principal and you're watching, you're like, it's almost as if they take the original Back to the Future, they put them in a snow globe and then, <laughs> and then they just throw the guys back out in Back to the Future 3 and they're like, eh, it's a different time, you're wearing different outfits, but you're basically the same people. It's uh, it's a little bit like a party game. Just act through it. Just act through the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and, it, and, and so it works. It actually works. You're like, oh. You know, there's a bunch of inside jokes and, you know, and a lot of it for me actually was just, I, I actually really love Doc. Mm-hmm. If uh, He's just, and he and Marty are great together and it was fun to watch them. All right. Nice. That's really interesting. All right. Well, uh, guys, do we have anything else for this minute? No, I'm good. I'm good if you guys are good. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, uh, if you go to moviesbyminutes.com, you can find all of the Movies by Minutes podcasts are, uh, are listed there. And there's so many more on the way. It's, it, is, it is getting absurd, the number of these podcasts that exist. Uh, my, my podcast app is tired just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah it kind of almost makes me feel better about this one wrapping up, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, so, so go there, check out, uh, check out Star Wars Minute. Of course, our patriarchs—they're uh, going to be doing that show presumably forever and ever. Um, but why, why don't you guys tell uh, the folks at home a little bit about uh, Indiana Jones Minute? And specifically, I think at this point, you guys are smack dab in the in the opening <sighs> in the first act of Temple of Doom. Yeah, we're just starting Temple of Doom. We did uh, all the way through Raiders uh, last year, and it was a blast. And we said, oh, they made more of these Indiana Jones movies. We should see those. <laughs> Jared never seen Temple of Doom or Last Crusade. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're starting Temple of Doom. and uh, You we're just skipped straight to Crystal Skull, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was totally lost and totally furious. <laughs> totally lost and totally first, but uh, well, what's actually what is interesting? Marcus is, I is do dead. Think, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the Indy is a slightly different character in Temple of Doom, and that's what made me think of of Doc and Marty. They're the same guys, you mm-hmm. know. I, I feel uh-huh. like the love interest in the Raiders, uh, you know, in the Indiana Jones movies, kind of changes around, and even Indy himself kind of changes around a little bit. So. Uh, to answer that's you know that's why I answered the way I did about Back to the Future 3 yeah, I yeah. was totally comfortable with those two guys they're the same guys gotcha, that's a good gotcha. point gotcha. but yeah you can find us at uh, indianajonesminute.com and you can find us on Facebook at uh, Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener's Crusade and Twitter and all those other places and we'd love to 
have you join the fun yes and i highly recommend it you you guys i, I don't think anyone is ever going to beat your uh your first season finale for uh final episode <laughs> i'm pretty <laughs> sure uh, that that twist ending was still one of my favorite things <laughs> oh thank so. you very much <laughs> yeah uh, i don't think we should even attempt another one because that was pretty perfect <laughs> it was <laughs> so uh so yeah so that's uh that's all we got we'll be back uh, tomorrow with minute 50, or minute 44 Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.